that became the hottest mic in the room. I dabble in audio setups. That's that's impressive. They're like, dude, you don't know how you did this? I'm like, I think it has to do with a weird cable that was rebuilt for me once, and the fact that I barely had time to really fuck with any of my settings because, like today, especially like as soon as I was set up, the guy who I you know, told a couple shows ago I'd interview him, and we just never made it happen. Right. And it's like. He shows up while I'm still setting up, and then he's like, how much more time? I'm like, give me 15, and then he comes back in like 13, and I'm like, give me five more. Like, if you see me doing <laughs> shit, it's not, we're not ready. <laughs> like, like, that's the deal. Yeah. I'm still moving shit around and plugging things in. I'm not fucking ready. It's okay, though. We did it, and it went great. Absolutely. <laughs> so, oh, it's all man. good. So, this is all behind the scenes right now. This is all B-roll right fantastic. now. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm not leaving that in the interview. <laughs> oh my god, no. Send me this bit, because it's like, just like fucking around with like... You can, yeah. yeah, you can use it all you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting in, hey, dude, I interviewed before you. You were a pain in my ass. How's it going? <laughs> yes, yes, I was. Oh my god. No, I'm basically holding him hostage right now. That's why I have a blade a in the background. sword. I can't get out of this one if I wanted to. All right, so we'll count in in <laughs> three, two, one, and... Uh, just kind of general, we'll do our, our usual thing of Fantastic. just kind of talking about horror movies and yes. what's been going on in the last six months, and we'll go in yeah. three, two, one. All right, folks, we are still boots on the ground. Well, it's more than boots. It's a whole table and everything oh, on absolutely. the ground at New Jersey Horror Con, September 2022, day three, which is always the best day for me. Everybody wants to sit down on the tired hangover day. Everyone's like, listen, man, I did all my debaucherous shit for two days. It's time to talk about why we're still here. But has it been a tired hangover day this time around? Because there was no after party last night. Yeah, from everybody had to create their own fun, you know? So I think it's why everybody's more slug. I feel like it's one of the most sluggish Sundays I've seen here <laughs> on, on everyone's account. Like, certain tables are already shut down. Yeah, and Every it's ironic because, like, no open bar last night from what I understand like no live entertainment there was no excuse for people to like just get drunk in like a big group or whatever but it was a, we're in Atlantic know. City and it's horror con and it's part of the tradition I'm not ready to let go of that part yet <laughs> tradition know? was challenged yeah. this time around that's what it was and we had to make sure we lived up to the challenge and so uh, I think I think the fact that I'm in pain still today says we did an okay time well <laughs> yeah you had an okay time you had an okay time um, how has HorrorCon been for you this time around? Last time you were dressed as Jason. Last time I was dressed as Jason, I had a cool story to tell. This time around, I came as sort of like my Instagram persona, NJ Goji. Yeah. And it's been interesting. Okay. And confusing for people. <laughs> because everyone wants to know what you're dressed as. Right. And clearly, it's not coming across as well as I'd hoped. <laughs> that, you know, it's just like... Godzilla-inspired weaponry and yeah. outfit and all that sort of stuff because, like, this is a monster that's, like, near and dear to my heart and shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I got to find a better way to sort of, like, communicate my cosplay to... It's, like, basically living in the world of, of, of uh, kaiju and yes. the most famous kaiju we know is Godzilla, but yes. there are others. I mean, I'm not a huge, huge fan of Pacific Rim. Most, not because of the monsters, though. Yeah. More because I think that the logic behind having a requirement for two pilots to operate ha like their lateral halves of the body. I'm like, this is a recipe for disaster. This shit is starting <laughs> off begging to fail. All right, to me, like, come on. Wait, all it takes is one group. Nah, I don't feel like doing that, dude. Fuck you. Drag the whole thing by yourself. And I get that that's why the one guy is so special, but yeah. it was sort of like, how do you have a half-assed <laughs> concept like that? Literally half, because you need two people to operate. I I'm like, 
a single pilot for a single vehicle. That and then is you're my talking theory. about like the Chinese robot because it's not even racist to say that because they literally had one mech yeah. for every major like film market. Yeah. And <laughs> not even continents. Not yeah. even story. Like it's film markets. Everyone gets their own. <laughs> no Whoa. one ever had to. No one ever said that in interviews, but right. it was like confirmed. Yeah, yeah. By everybody, like yeah, we have a Russian robot. We yep. got an Australian robot for the Europeans because. They're underutilized uh, or whatever. Right, right. And, yeah, then you get to, like, the Chinese robot, and it's, like, three arms, three pilots. Like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, dudes. First of all, two is bad enough. Now you're at a third one into the mix, and it's just like, this isn't supposed to work. I guess this is the government proving the Illuminati plots are real, because this isn't supposed to work. This is clearly not designed with any sort of success in mind. This is a full-on, look, we, we built the thing, we forgot that we only built half of it, <laughs> so we had to quickly build the other half, and we just used the same instructions reversed, so we actually built a second pilot chair and all this other shit. It's not chairs, you kind of in this rig and all that. I didn't, I didn't think we were going to talk about Pacific Rim, but, you know, any chance I get to I, bitch about it. I, I am a kaiju fan. It's kind of like, <laughs> on top of cosplay, on top of uh, 3D printing and selling my 3D prints, which is something that I started to do now with my social media. Mm. Because since our first interview, yeah. uh, like Lots last year, yeah. a lot has happened. I've actually gotten a little bit more into my persona. My follower count has grown a little bit. Nice, nice. And I'm getting some work to do some artsy stuff now. Oh, really? Like like voiceover stuff or acting stuff, modeling stuff? What kind of stuff? I wish it was acting and modeling, but it's more like I am helping to... Uh, design and create 3D props and costumes for people. Oh, nice, nice, I, nice. Like, I'm working with my first few clients right yeah. now. Everyone seems extraordinarily happy with what they're getting. Mm -hmm. And I am just hoping that it gets bigger from here because I love what I'm doing. And, yeah. they, and like, every therapist on the planet will tell you a positive mindset is what you need for that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do what, do what you love. Yeah. Um, so and do you would think we're going to be seeing you with your own table at the one of the next couple shows with something like this? or Give it time. Okay, hey, I'm just not trying to put the cart in front of the horse, just asking. Exactly. But, you know, as long that, as you got some plans. That yeah. is the dream, because for anyone watching the uh, recorded video version of this interview, the sword that you see behind us, this is like my baby. Uh, this was made based on fan art. For a human Godzilla that somebody oh had, so that's where the spikes are the Godzilla spikes yes absolutely like somebody drew that up for their D&D &D campaign oh nice sorry D&D &D, the home of everything and I just saw that and it's like I have had an affinity for swords since I could breathe <laughs> and this is a Godzilla themed one I gotta make it yeah. come hell or high water yeah. and now at like the last two three cons I went to I was asked if I'm selling this I was, I was gonna say like you're so, gonna have orders for this one now and this is gonna be you're going to have to make 20 of these now, <laughs> like, immediately. I'm getting really into the world of 3D printing. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find a way that I can make an STL file yeah, out of this thing. Yeah, and then you sell the files, and then so then people can kind of build their own, and then they're going to do different paint jobs, and then exactly. they'll send you pictures of it that you're going to put on your website. All this stuff is going to happen, right? Yes, <laughs> like, yes. Like, that's, I'm just, you know, as we're saying it off the top of our heads right now, these are all the ideas that yeah. make these things grow, man. That's going to be badass. Like, we're going to be three shows from now, you're going to have, like, a table. You're not even going to need a table. You need, like, a big booth yeah. with these things hanging on the walls. Almost like, uh, 
like the modern video games when you go into the armory and like, what can I get you? <laughs> and, and it's you not, a, a bunch yeah. of swords on the wall. Like that one, you need the um, higher levels to use, but all the rest of these you could buy. And it's not stopping at Godzilla. I've already made like a war club based on another kaiju. Okay. Are you aware of the kaiju Anguirus? It's okay if you're I'm not. not. <laughs> okay. Again, again, like I dwell in this world, yeah, so yeah, it's all right no, that you that's, don't. That's, this is what I, I need to learn. I need, that's why I go to the experts. Yeah. Long story short, giant armadillo looking guy, <laughs> full of spikes, and I just made like a spiky war club based on him, gave it his color palette, and that video did well for me on TikTok, so this is sort of like a direction I think I might want to go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of cool because uh, something else that happened to me, this horror con, I was actually recognized by a follower. Whoa. That Whoa. <laughs> Brushes with fame. <laughs> it's the first... It this is what it's like for all the celebs all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's never happened to me before. Dude, and this awesome. is like it's a milestone yeah, for me. No, no, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to downplay it at all. I think yeah. we're celebrating it here. Yes. It's, it's awesome when stuff like that happens. And it's cool and this person's a professional cosplayer nice. and I'm actually gonna oh, start Oh, is it Barbie? It's Barbie. It is not Barbie ah. Chula. Funny story about that. <laughs> Barbie Chula was a friend I had since before I ever started doing this. Oh wow. So you've known her for a long time? I've known her for about two, three years. Years now. Nice. Wow. All right. Yeah. She's like, you know, mainstream. Huge. Oh, yeah. But it, uh, it didn't even occur to me <laughs> until like I started doing my, my stuff at Comic-Con. That you can be like, this is a, this is a path. This could happen. <laughs> oh, no. Not even that. Just like, oh, my God, my friend's famous. Yeah. Hey, you know, like, it's, it's always good to know famous people. I thought that she was just like another sexy cosplayer who does sexy cosplayer things. But no, she's got like. Everybody thought the same yeah. thing. So now everybody knows her. That's what fame <laughs> is. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> now, if I had the body, I'd be flaunting that shit, True, too. Yeah, but. man. We all know. All of us really secretly wish to have an OnlyFans account. <laughs> if I could be making millions, I would do whatever you wanted me to do. <laughs> no one wants to see me do that stuff online, though. That's the sad part. <laughs> sad for me. Not so much for everybody else. I have no way to segue into this next part, but something I that I wanted to bring up. It's a up. hard turn. We'll do it. Yeah. Let's hard turn into this fact. It's amazing that I'm doing anything HorrorCon related with like my time right now, not even my life, because this isn't a career yet. That is still like wishful thinking and I'm working towards it. But when I was like a really young kid, we're talking like well into like when I turned 13 and all that, for that entire like chunk of my life, those early years, mm -hmm. I was scared shitless of anything having to do with this sort of stuff. Yeah, I yeah. opened up to horror with like Freddy versus Jason and all that. Okay, yeah. And that just sort of like sent me down that rabbit hole. That's mm -hmm. where it started. And Something that used to scare the shit out of me as a kid. There was a television show in the 90s for kids called Ghost Rider. Do you know about this yes. show? <laughs> Their <Yeah>. series finale. <laughs> Their series finale <laughs> involved... Ghost Writers, written yes. in Comic Sans. Uh, <laughs> in, in, like, pink, right? Pink Comic Sans yeah. font. Oh Five-year-old me would just be, like, trembling in his boots at me talking about this right now. Yeah. But when I was five years old, their final story arc had to do with a monster known as Gooey Gus the Slime Monster. Mm. Are you aware I've of this character? I've heard the name okay. before, but I... I, I I'm not picturing it in my head. I blocked it out of my mind, <laughs> and I rediscovered it back in it's high school. I'll go there for this interview, Dave, but I'm telling you right now, I'm going to have gonna to be go weird. to therapy. Oh, it's going to be weird. 
I mean, honestly, I'm, I hope it's cool. I like talking yeah, about this sort of random dude. shit. Hey, that's what that's what we're here. Yeah, all and ever since got it all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And ever since the first interview, we kind of became friends. So yeah, it's cool to chill with a buddy. And we've been talking about you know yeah. doing stuff together and collaborating, and it's yes. it's weird because like obviously we're all finding our own niches, and mm -hmm. sometimes mine yeah. takes me to L.A. for months at a time, uh -huh. so I'm sort of not as available as I thought I was. Uh, even folks who are hearing these interviews are yes. probably going. So this is this is like one of several he's done since 2019 that he's just airing now because <laughs> Halloween has been going through some sort of like you know yeah. downturn not downturn but like like the video production side picked up and the and the podcasting side sort of yeah. dropped off. Life's got peaks, life's got valleys. Right now we're in sort of like a valley, but it's a valley where we're planning shit. So and and you know yeah. for the peaks that are like in the video, in the film production and video production a little bit different than the peaks and valleys of the podcasting yeah. side. So it's all a big adventure module yes. <laughs> is what I say. Yeah. And uh, lots of ideas percolate and float around. And, and then we have a lot of very talented friends like yes. NJ Goji who's got Thank you. constant like your Instagram feed is fucking hilarious, dude. I remember. After yeah. the first interview, and I was just checking it out one day because I get into these like modes of I'm yeah. like, oh, I got stuff to do, but I don't feel like doing it. Let's see what's on Instagram. And I'm like, dude, this yeah. guy is fucking hilarious. Because oh my god, every time I like, oh, the next one, I'm like, dude, so I just started messaging you, like, we have to do something together. Bro. Because if I'm not cosplaying, I'm shit posting or I'm just like being myself. Because whenever a project is done, yeah. I will post that project and I will flaunt the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not like one of these like creators who's like, hi, I'm gonna take you through the process and this is how you cut this and this the is how you do this. Weird non-creator content creators that have yeah. taken over half of the goddamn internet. Oh my god. Because <laughs> that's the thing too. Like when yeah. you're saying I'm just shit posting or I'm just posting about my life. Yeah. There's this like sort of thing that happened, a generational thing, the generation mm -hmm. that was raised with these phones and everything from the beginning where, you know, the influencer thing or the social media yeah. cloud status is real, right? Uh, but that doesn't mean that everybody who does it or gets the clout or the yes. viewers deserve it. Like, there are some very non-personalities trying yeah. to be personalities. So one of the things that I always thought stood out about you is that, like, you very naturally have this... This, like, you're just, your creativity's flowing all the time, right? Thank you. And so that's yes. kind of like you channel it as opposed to just walking around going, I'm super creative, everybody should love me, which is, I think, no. part of what happens yeah. with this weird yeah, generational, like, it's an entitlement to the creator. Yeah, no, no, thing. nobody should love me. If you love me, <laughs> that's great. You probably should see a doctor. <laughs> I, it's like, I want, I want to have that kind of a lifestyle, sure, but everybody does. Right, right. I came out of the womb being like, this. this dramatic piece of crap you see before you. <laughs> self-deprecating and everything. <laughs> I try to be self-deprecating in a constructive way. Snorting online. Oh I'm God. not the best. I'm not the worst. I am me. Yeah, yeah. that's good. There you go. Uh, not the best. I'm not the worst. That's all you can ask for. Exactly. Ourselves. And to bring it back to uh, Gooey Gus and all that. Yeah. There was this rumor floating around the internet because I rediscovered the slime monster after high school. Uh -huh. And then if, fast forward a few years later, there's this popular YouTube creator called Your Movie Sucks. Uh -huh. okay. And he made a short series, four episodes, called Childhood Trauma, mm -hmm. where he took a look at everything that ever scared him as a kid on TV, in movies, and his finale was the slime monster. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he saw the credits of one of those episodes. Yeah. Do you know who did the slime monster? 
Tom Savini, oh, who was at this convention. Tom Savini, yes. who was just here all weekend. I think he may have left by now, but yeah. he was. I, I gave him some Hollow Nine hand sanitizer, and he walked <laughs> by the booth a couple times and waved, so yeah. it felt pretty good. And so he's sitting there at his panel, and it's like, oh, my God, I didn't even realize that he was on right now. So I went, and I sat in, and then he started taking questions. Oh, and then I raised my shit. hand, and I'm like, everyone's asking about, like, his production work and what the, what he thinks about CG versus practical. I'm going to be the black sheep of this Q&A session. Do it. So I was like, hi, hi Tom. You know, uh, barring the fact that I'm here at a horror con, I was a scaredy cat as a child. One of these things that used to scare me was the slime monster on a show called Ghost Rider. And he did this thing where it's like, this just took a weird turn, but I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay. Really like, All right, Sex Machine's got you. Where is this going? <laughs> and I wanted to ask him to just be sure, like, was that you who worked on the slime monster? Yeah. Or was it some other guy on that crew who happens to have the same name? Because as far as I know... There could be other Tom Savini's. There could here. be other Tom Dude, there's a guy... My real name is Danny Koo. I like to keep up a level of anonymity, but my real name is Danny Koo. You heard it here first. Exactly. <laughs> and there's another guy who worked on Monsters, Inc. Oh, with my name. Oh, shit. Right, 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 right. So, yeah. That, maybe there is another Tom Dude, Savini there could out be. there. There's probably there's another Dave Moreska out there. There's actually several of them. Yeah. I know that. So and I'm, <laughs> They're not me. I'm yeah. the Dave Moreska. Exactly. <laughs> and so the I'm, Daniel Koo. Yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> you just add a V to the front of your handle and you take <laughs> over the world. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm asking Tom, like, are you responsible for my childhood trauma? Oh, jeez. He gave me, like, this really nice smile and, like, I'm laughing about right. it. I just want to have, like, that confirmation. And it's like he looks me dead in the eye and he goes, like, yes, <laughs> that was me. Anytime you saw Gooey Gus on screen... I was the man who made that model. I remember there was a little one, I made that doll. I remember there was a big one, I made that mask for the guy in the suit. That is awesome. That is so <laughs> it's, awesome. And it's like, the audience is like, really, man? This is where our fucking question is going? And I'm the only one laughing with Tom in this yeah, moment. fuck them. They're all just jealous. You know, it's weird. And I'm People sitting are there, weird. Yeah, and I'm sitting there like, oh my god, you're the reason I had nightmares as a kid. Thanks, dude. Yeah, and you're kind of, he, he must be able to, how do you, what do you say to that? Thank you? You're welcome? I don't know. Uh, yeah. There was someone else I met who's got a booth here. I don't, I'm not going to say their name mostly because I can't remember right now. But <laughs> they were telling me last night that like they happened to be here on Thursday or Friday early when like before the show had fully opened yeah. and walked into the room where the celebrities are and Tom was the only one in there and he was in there by himself, no handler, no nothing, no one else was in there. And so the guy was just. I, I, I've now let loose that it's a male, so like 50%, 50% of the suspects just got eliminated. Like the um, one guy who works, who's working this con is going to be, oh god, he's talking about me. bitch, and he didn't say my name or my company name, but I'm suing him anyway. Um, yeah. Goes in, sees that Tom is there, says, hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm a vendor at the show, I was just setting up, and thought I'd come in and say hi. And uh, he goes... I had a question. I read some. I think I don't know how he put it, but he was like telling me the story. He's like, you know, there was this controversy about this movie. Maybe it was what was. Did he do anything on any of the Friday the Thirteenth where like a snake was like killed or something like that? You might know which movie. I was gonna say specifically. I don't know. You want to hear the worst part about all this? I know you Tom. You know Sa where this is going. No, no, no. <laughs> oh no, I don't know where this is going. I just want to come clean about something. I know Tom Savini as Sex Machine. Yeah. Me too. I know the fact that he acted and did some VFX work for 
Not Return of the Living Dead, the one that was in the mall. Oh, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn yeah, of the yeah. Dead. In the yeah. remake? Or the, because uh, he the original. featured in the remake. Yeah, the He's yeah. on TV being interviewed as the, as the he sheriff. He featured in the remake. He was the sheriff in one of the Grindhouse movies yeah. that Quentin Tarantino did with Rob Zombie. Yeah, yeah. It was Not in, Rob uh, Zombie, what uh, the fuck? Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, Robert he Rodriguez. was in Planet Terror. He wasn't in... Um, he wasn't in Death Proof, yep. unfortunately. And that's the one I liked. But I liked Death Proof way better than... So that's how I know him. Meanwhile, my friend, who's, like, sitting next to me the entire time, like, what movie do you know him from? And it's like... Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Dawn of the Dead was quick. Dawn of the Dead? Dude, haven't you seen Creepshow? Are you ready to hate me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen Creepshow. I have to now. Yeah, Creepshow, oh, my God. One and two, yeah. dude. You got to watch them both. There's... Something that I like to do when I'm getting someone's autograph is, like, what work are you most proud of? Yeah, most yeah, proud of? Yeah. Or... What work do you really like that you think doesn't get enough attention? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I'll go out and I'll watch that. Right. And Tom Savini told me that his proudest work was Creepshow. Oh, nice. So Great now guy. I have to watch Creepshow. And you'll see why when you see it. You'll get what he was talking about. Yeah. But whatever movie this was that this this person mentioned, there's yeah. this internet sort of controversy rumor going around that when, it, when they were making it, it was supposed to be the scene was there's a snake and someone's going to kill the snake with a machete. Yeah. And he was supposed to have made a fake snake. And then the rumor mill is that knowingly he took a live snake and threw it into the scene and didn't tell the actors that it was a real snake. So the actors basically killed a live snake. <laughs> and then he told them about it afterwards. And he goes, he's like, so I st- I'm asking him about this. And he just went... I had nothing to do with that. And I'm like... It was a real snake? And and I'm like, whoa, first of all, (laughs) I'm listening to you telling this story, and I'm going, there's no way he said all this shit to him. And he goes, Tom was instantly furious, and so my first question back was... Why the fuck would you ask him that? And, and I was sitting out, you know Malachi from Horror Gods? Yes, he I was, do. He yeah. was sitting right next to me as I said that to the dude, and he just started laughing. And he's like, yeah, dude's kind of got a point. And the guy goes, ah, I'm socially awkward, I'm sorry. He goes, I told him I was a big fan. I'm like, after you said all that other shit? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, do you see how as we're talking about it, that probably seems fucking weird? And he's like, shit. Well, I said I'm socially awkward. I'm like, yeah. Well, if you know that about yourself, just know... You open with the nice shit. You open yes. with the, I love yes. this. This was my favorite. Yeah. This was such a great, thank you for being here. Love your work. Not, hey, so I heard you fucking murdered an animal and, <laughs> and, and did it without telling anybody so that it was actually someone else murdering the animal. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you're lucky he didn't have you ejected. You know what I mean? Oh, my like, God. That's the kind of shit that people will be like. Nope to this guy. Well, thank God he was having a good laugh about Gooey Gus with me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm like, saying. It's like, it's, and but again, also context. He's yeah. in a Q and A. Yeah. There's a certain amount of. I'm sure if people start asking gotcha questions, yeah. the convention will shut that down. When I, so. uh, yeah, when I went to get my signature, he actually smiled at me when I reminded him, I'm like, I'm the guy who asked this question. Sorry yeah. if that was awkward. He went like, No, no, actually, I'm kind of surprised anyone knew about that. Yeah, he's like, Holy shit! And then that will sometimes <laughs> lead into yeah. you had your own little half-hour powwow with the guy. You know exactly, what I mean? Yeah. Like these these folks at these events, they are just as freaked out by all of us as yeah. we are by being starstruck about them, you know? So yeah. you got to know how to separate yourself out from the rest. I am yeah, I'm <laughs> going to say this now. I'm going to revel in it now before this changes one way or the other. I like coming back to New Jersey Horror Con mm-hmm. because this is the one convention that I've been to where you can literally walk right up to the actors yeah. and just talk to them. Well, that's been... Without, like, requiring, like, a picture or anything. Yeah. You can't do that at Monster Mania. Not at all. You can't do that at Comic-Con. And some of these guys are so nice 
I will give them money for yeah. the privilege of taking that picture. Yeah, 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 absolutely. There's um one of the things that was built into New Jersey Horrorcon from the beginning, because it used to be at a much smaller venue than this, yes. so it was almost by force you were <laughs> having a more intimate uh, situation. Yeah. Uh, and then it was just growing too much that they needed to come someplace bigger. But that was what they all, you know, on the website. And then, I mean, at that time, that was when they still did press passes and I would yeah. attend as a press person. And when they would see that press badge, they would say, oh, come sit down and talk. You know, I didn't have to charm my way in yeah. or convince a handler that it's okay. Oh, I've got no charm. I was in like an hour and a half conversation with the guy who played Zangief in Leatherface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Zangief. <laughs> was that uh, Andrew Brynjarski? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's been here a bunch of times, too. So it's one thing that they've been able to maintain pretty well is this sort of, like, if yeah. you're walking in the hallways, they'll say hi to you. A lot of them will walk through the vendor area. I wish they knew that they were sponsors. That's a little something I think that needs to get a little bit more attention from this shit, that, like, some lifetime sponsors should get to, like, get at least a handshake or a quick intro with everybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, it takes me going around with this thing on wheels and then going, all right, no one's kicking him out, so he must be allowed to be here. So that must mean he's somehow connected to the event. I guess we could talk to him now. But I kind of feel like, regardless of the way that's changed, there is still that level of, like, Tom walked by while I was setting up the first day. Waved, said hi. You know, I'm like, oh, cool, dude. Listen, yeah. I don't need a lot more than that as a fan. You know, like, just kind of, plus, you know, everybody's a person. Everybody's people. Yes. So this whole we come into these situations with like an expectation of uh, it's a movie star no yeah. it's a person oh it's a it's a famous makeup artist no it's a person who happens to do a job that got them very popular yeah. and a lot of money <laughs> I have a friend who wants to start coming out to a bunch of these conventions as and a they're vendor a or as like a as a fan as yeah. a guest like oh, what I'm doing just to walk around yeah, yeah. Right. and they're legitimately afraid of being starstruck and well, I gave them some advice, like, just come to a bunch of these. Like, sure, you'll be starstruck at first. Yeah. I was. I and couldn't keep it together when I met the guy who played Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. was a Monster Mania back in 2015. But you come around to these things enough, eventually, you'll just, like, bump into Danny Trejo and just be like, oh, hey, man, love Jim Machete. Have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's real cool. Trejo, he, he'll, every interview he does, like, all, all the podcasts I've ever heard him on, He'll do, like, a student film for no yes. money. Yeah. He'll do films for people, especially, You're not like, the first person I heard that from. Like, if you're an ex-con and you're trying to get your, like, life back together, he'll help you out because he's ex-con yeah, and yeah. become an actor. So he's, like, he's kind of like that cool uncle we all wish we had. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I kind of, it's ironic. I know he's not like this, but I get that same vibe from Stallone if you follow his Instagram. Yeah. Those, like, messages he does to his followers, it's, it's... It's sort of a double-edged sword with him because you know he's very like, don't even look at me in, in when you're working on a project. I was going to say, yeah, my mom has met him in public. Yeah, like, like bumped into him? Yeah, they, this was like back in the 80s. My yeah. sister was still a toddler. Okay. And he happened to be at like some mall in Queens. Yeah. And my mom was there shopping for clothes because, mm. you know, school was about to start up and everything. And, oh, my God, Rocky's in the mall. Yeah. Like, Roberta, come on, we're going to go meet Rocky. And they didn't even make it as far as the crowd. They were, like, 10, maybe 20 feet away from the guy. They did not approach any further than that because they saw him, like, physically push someone really? out of his way. He did not take fans approaching him very well. And he doesn't like extras looking yeah. at him. Again, he might be a great scene. guy, yeah. but in that moment, it was just not the right moment to see someone like that. 
It's weird because they just want to go shopping too, like the rest yeah. of us. Like, trust me, there have been plenty of days where I walk into a busy, crowded place and I go, "Fuck, yeah, people." <laughs> <laughs> so imagine that, and then it's like you go, "Fuck, <laughs> people," and then they turn yeah. around and go, "You," and you're like, "God <laughs> damn it!" Like, I wanted to go to the bathroom, can't do that now. I wanted to buy a shirt, can't do that now. Yeah. God fucking, you know what, I'm going back. The closest <laughs> I ever came to that was I dressed up as, I don't know if I told you this on the last interview, but I dressed up as Hellboy in 2018 for Comic-Con. Can't walk a foot <laughs> as Hellboy in good enough makeup at an event like that. Oh, yeah. Without somebody, like, pounding for picture pictures. with you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I loved it, but I instantly started hating it. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, I'm getting recognition for all the work I put in. Right. Let me get to the next booth so that I can meet the comic book artist. I right, like. right. Yeah. yeah, I'm about to miss my opera. Oh, fuck. I, did, I used to do Bane back when I was not uh, pandemic weight uh, afflicted. I used to be in good shape to do Bane. Quit being so hard on yourself, okay? <laughs> I need to be harder so that it changes, but... I am wider since the last time we spoke, please. <laughs> the, please. the pandemic is still killing us all. <laughs> um, and uh, and it was the same way. Like, my, my old boy, I used to have a corporate video job. Mm. And after the first couple of Comic-Con things that I would take vacation time to go to, my boss was starting to say, well, wait, what are you doing on these weekend things that you go to Chicago, you're on all the place? And I was like, well, I met Dean Stockwell and... Uh, and um, Cheryl Lee and Sherilyn Fenn and uh, Scott Bakula. And he's like, wait, what? You met these people? I'm like, I interviewed a couple of them. And they're like, holy shit. And, and so he's like, the next one of these things you go to, if you have an extra pass, I want to go. Yeah, you so, said Scott Bakula. Quantum Leap is getting a reboot, so dude, maybe he'll be at one of these rewind cons. I'll tell you right now, man. I saw the trailer for that reboot, and I cried. I was like, my childhood has been murdered so many times. I'm a little bit more optimistic about it. Here's uh, why. I have wanted a continuation of Quantum Leap for a while because yeah. they used to have the entire series on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like a freshman in college watching this stuff. Like, I have been it missing was amazing. out. Amazing! Oh my god! I Especially was a- like the production value that they got on a show in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. So and that huge five-minute-long opener. <laughs> yes. So I had like that dread that you just described. Yeah. Like, oh my god, he's what gonna be the doctor from the be? original, but he's played by a completely different actor, race, height, yeah. all that. Like, no, they're different guys. Yeah, they have to be. They have to be. Yeah, but it's and a they- time. Where that's a, a regulated, yeah. uh, like they already have perfected the science in the future in this yeah. one kind of, where close and to. He's a different leaper, and mm-hmm. they did alternate leapers on the original show, so Scott yeah. could come back at like the end of the first season. They better or something. do that shit. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'd love that. I I have a much bigger respect for a 20 years later sequel mm-hmm. or continuation yeah. than I do for a Let's just pretend this is brand new, and let's just like put someone in there, and let's make him Asian, and then we'll have Al be a girl, and that way everybody <laughs> will be satisfied yeah. that this familiar thing that already exists has a new skin, and we'll just pretend none of that other shit exists. Here's my legitimate criticism about the show, though. Assuming you've seen the ads, the dude's got amnesia. Yeah. You don't need amnesia for a quantum leap. You don't. I just hit the mic. That's fine. I did it to you a bunch of times. He didn't have amnesia in the first one series. He just didn't know how to get back. That was the whole key. And so he needed to be oriented to what times he was in. Oh, and spoiler alert for a 20-year-old show. Uh, I forget his real name. I forget his name in the show. Sam Beckett. Sam Beckett. Sam never returned home, so he yeah. kept leaping and fixing history until the end of time. Yeah, and in so fact, he could show up in this new quantum leap. That the implication of that, yeah, 
which they didn't have the sort of ability to discuss high concept like this at the time. Yeah. The implication of that meaning that in if if you start to believe that time is a flat circle, he always spent the rest of his life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the idea that all of time is a superposition, right? And yes. so like his lifeline basically went normal, then once this happens, you're the reason that history like all of time requires you to be constantly leaping. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't do justice to the way that my mind is picturing a theory of. Uh, if you've never seen Quantum Leap, if you're one, you're, if you're like a, a younger person you listening to this. About? No, not even. <laughs> Skip the what the hell are you talking about and go watch yeah, the show. Absolutely. Actually, we live in a time period where the where we're finding out that the monsters has held like this special place in so many yeah, people's hearts. Yeah. Since Rob Zombie premiered his trailer for the movie. Which I think looks good. Yeah, yeah, it does look cool. If anything, uh, the production value just seems low, but yeah. it's coming out for like a streaming See, service a stream. where you get all your stuff for free. Yeah, it's a stream. So, it's not even yeah. a film. It's on Netflix. <laughs> it's a streaming yeah. service where you get all your stuff for free, so yeah. it's fine, the production value, whatever. And like, if a show that old can maintain that kind of like respect yeah. from viewers new and seasoned mm -hmm. who have seen the show since they were kids? Yeah. Quantum Leap deserves to be one of those shows, I think. Yeah, Quantum Leap is a hidden gem that a lot of people, if they weren't around when it was airing, I mean, I remember watching it as a little kid yeah. and going, wow, dude, they're tackling some pretty intense shit. Like, there's one where he leaps into a woman who gets raped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's some intense shit for 90s TV to be taking on. Yeah. They were, and there were, like, there were ones that were, like, more lighthearted and funny, too. Oh, and, 90s um, TV was a different beast altogether. Do you yeah. remember the show Gargoyles? Yes. Oh they had an God. entire episode about gun violence yes. on that show. And it was a cartoon. You think you're gonna <laughs> yeah, you think you're gonna see that same shit on like Gumball nowadays yeah, on dude. Cartoon Network? Yeah, no. it's it's a weird and things like Quantum Leap. Yeah. I'm glad that somebody dug it up. And I just feel like the way it was ended was a little bit of a crime against the show. Like they just canceled it. Like in fact, Quantum Leap very famously. I like how when we just sit down, we don't know what we're going to talk about. Now it's like history of Quantum Leap. Yes. And I, I'm loath to do it, but I'll say there was a time before Hollow. Well, Hollow Nine had existed, and then sort of went fallow. And during that time, I was working with a group out of Chicago called the DVM Podcast Empire. I don't know if they're still around anymore, and I doubt any of my episodes are still posted for them. But Ooh. One of the shows we did was called the TV, Re TV Resurrection Podcast, and it was love letters to shows that had been canceled or no longer were on. Right. And one of the first episodes we did was Quantum Leap. Yes. And I didn't do a full series rewatch, but I watched pilot and a couple highlight episodes from each season. And there are ones that were two-parters that, like, centered around Al, who is the hologram that would yeah. appear... To like something Sam happened where it. Sam went back in time and, and like Vietnam. fixed his marriage or something. Well, no, he went to Vietnam. He saved his brother and in that saved episode. his brother's life. And at one point, Al turns around as he's being—he is a prisoner being like transferred, and like he's running through the jungle. Like the, the VC are running him through the jungle. Yeah. And he turns around, and I guess in the original past he would see his brother getting killed. Yeah. But he turns around and sees Sam. And Sam is in, not his brother, but, like, the oh, another guy in the platoon. Yeah. So it was, like, this moment for Sam seeing Al as a soldier 
in peril, and to that point, that soldier didn't know if Al survived after being a, a prisoner of the VC, and now Al's in the future. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, when and when we were talking about that on the episode, me and the podcasters that did it were like, I'm getting chills from the implications of like, yeah. and, and then you take that and look at how he never left home. Yes. Where I'm talking about, it's like, it's a much bigger, like, the universe course correcting by having this dude's personality shift around. Yeah, like, do you see what we are talking about here? Like, and Quantum Leap gets overlooked because of its freaking title yeah. and the fact that it was a silly little sci-fi show when yeah. it came out at the time. And it was... But, I, like, most things, it's so much more than that. Yeah. yeah. And, and the part I was starting to... I began before tangenting off is that it was famously canceled in its fourth season mm -hmm. and brought back by fan letter writing campaign. It was the first show yeah. where, like, they actually, the promo for it was, it, it was like, Quantum Leap's been canceled. And then they show a TV executive, I think it was at CBS, I'm not it was either ABC or CBS that it was on, and all of a sudden it's like, but we've got your messages. And all of a sudden all this mail, like letters are dumped on him yeah. because they were getting truckloads of mail from people saying, how in the hell could you cancel Quantum Leap? See, even what is I didn't wrong know with that. you? Are you fucking kidding me? So they brought it back for another season and then decided to cancel it again. Yeah. So this time to, to stop the letter writing campaign, they put in this card that comes up at the end and Dr. Beckett never made it home. But I, I like now looking at that instead of as this fuck you to the audience. Yeah. Is like, do you understand he's like a time lord? This is the Doctor Who of America. Okay, actually, you know what? Oh, come on. No, Bill it? and Ted, dude. Okay, all right, yes. That's actually, you're right. That's the TARDIS. But, like, they had to do that. Do when, you think maybe Quantum, because there is an American straight to TV Doctor Who movie that came out on Fox? When... Oh, We're talking like ago. 98. Yeah, okay. We're talking like 99, so like 98. It's the beginning of New Who, right? Like yes. Like, yeah. like it's the thing that was supposed to be the beginning of New Who yeah. before New Who actually happened right, in 2005. Right, that was Chris Eccleston. And before that, it was almost a web series yeah, that was exclusively yeah. on the internet. Man, they have been really keeping that. You talk about a show that has survived. You now they like you. Show. <laughs> you say all this. It's like, is Quantum Leap the reason we never got an American Doctor Who? I bet you that it, that is kind. Of, <laughs> I, I think I guarantee you at least one TV executive at that time had to say, "Too this similar. Is, this is our. This is our it's Doctor too, it's Who. Too similar. We're not doing it." And, and they're like, well, "Yeah, one person wanted to get rid of it. And they was like, "No, no. This is our Doctor Who. We can't get rid of it because it's the only thing we have to compete with Doctor Who." And everyone's like, "But no one even gives a fuck about Doctor Who. Is the problem?" Yeah. I'm sorry. I just pissed off all of the UK. But like. Uh, some people give a shit about Dr. Who. I have several sonic screwdrivers. <laughs> they all felt that. <laughs> I always insult my guests, apparently. And luckily, they keep wanting to come on the show because it wasn't really that harsh of an insult. Oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> I, I would I would kill Godzilla to be on this show. <laughs> See, I wish this was the show, man. I wish. But the thing is, it's like... Yes. I don't want to... It's hard to plan a conversation like this. Of course. This is like one of the perils of podcasting is like, you say, all right, we're going to do an episode on the Terminator tonight. And some people might come and say, oh, I've got bullet points of shit to talk about. I'm like, nah, man, how about we find our way into a conversation like yes. this? Yes. Like someone has to just come up with, well, the Terminator is clearly America's mummy. And you're like, what? And then it's like, I don't even know if that's true or not. I'm just saying I couldn't think of anything else to analogize it with, but it's got to be America's version of something that came out that a long time ago. sort of makes sense. 
am so sorry. I was just thinking about it really hard. I've seen the old mummy movies with the guy who played Frankenstein, whose name is Sk- Boris Karloff. Yes. Yeah. I've seen the original Boris Karloff mummy. It kind of fits. Uh, that was just on a whim. I'm like, what could it be? The mummy, maybe. Because it has to transcend time and be indestructible. <laughs> oh, man. I, I remember okay. in college, the first time I freaked out my roommates, so I'm like, you guys know there's a huge time paradox in, in Terminator, right? Yeah. And they're like, how? And I'm like, what do you mean, how? And they're like, like, wow, the guy comes back. And I'm like, and then father's the dude who sent him back? And, um, <laughs> and they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, all right, how did that future happen then? How did they get to that point in time before they sent that guy back? And he's like... Flat circle, it was always well, supposed to happen. Well, that's the whole thing. This idea that time is both fluid and solid, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. I, I want to I wanna, I wanna find a way to like discuss these crazy concepts. We should make this... But stumble into them, you know like, what I mean? You know what? No. I'm, you've heard it here first. I'll start a YouTube channel. Ah. We will have this conversation <laughs> over Zoom or some such Absolutely. bullshit, and I will post it, and then we and can, we'll, we'll see what we'll, the we'll, fuck happens. We'll cut in some scenes from the movie so that you know what we're talking about. Exactly, we'll yeah. Side-by-side comparison. Here's the mummy. Here's the Terminator. Yeah. Here's Doctor Who. Here, here's Quantum Leap. What do you think? Editing uh, is time-consuming and annoying, so yeah, we'll see if I do that. that well, that's, uh, that's, that's what's always stopped me, basically. So I'm yeah. like, well, I want to do this, and this part's awesome, but there are people doing this with the visuals and I'm like you motherfuckers either you don't have jobs which is very possible because exactly. they make enough money doing that somehow yeah. well, but how did you get to that point anyway yes. the, the couple of years of not sleeping and I'm, I'm already not sleeping for stuff I'm doing so I'm kind of like yeah let's yeah. just go straight to keep doing music videos and then maybe the YouTube thing will happen on its own afterwards but well, Dave. Dude, this has been a Thank you very much oh for God. letting me come back. Always. Thank always. you for letting me harass you to do this interview. Absolutely. Absolutely. No harassment at all. Thank you for letting me like plug some of my stuff. Dude, you got more? And where can people follow you if they're not following you already? Follow me, NJ Goji, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on TikTok. I post more to TikTok than anything else. My Instagram is an extension of, of my TikTok. TikTok. That's how I see all your TikTok yes. stuff. Yeah. If you want to uh, see some of my Instagram stuff, it's all just funny shit posting. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's it's not shit posting though. It's like it's definitely <laughs> like there yeah. is a character version of you, yes. and then there's you, and they're both at the same time on the screen. Yeah. And so it's sort of like those moments where the you end and the character takes over, and then it goes back to you. And I'm like, and you also do a lot of interesting things where like cutaways and pans, like whip yeah. pans, and I'm like, dude. It's like your mind is just a film reel. I deserve to have a talk show at some point in my life. Absolutely. I need to compete with Conan O'Brien. And see, this is the thing. So I'm not that. I have ideas and stuff, but I'm more of like, hey, I built this thing and we can talk, but you. You know what I mean? Like, you got that side. I'll make sure all the other shit works. I'm going to I'm gonna regret saying this. We're going to have to get something in writing later on, but for the time being... I'll do this shit for free. Oh, you need a personality? I'll do this shit for free for wow, the time being. Let's wow. give it a year. Let's give you a free year. I'll Let's introduce whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> Let's yeah. do it, man. All right. Well, now that this is happening, <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you get back to uh, promoting your next life here. Yes. And I'm going to see what's up with Bathsheba, who keeps walking around and giving us the eyes. I don't know. I think she might be into me. She's pretty spooky looking, though. I think she's the one who has the um, the horror ballet. Yes. Got the governess. In the words of Jack Black from uh, Brutal Legend, kind of sexy in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. All right, later, guys. Let go. <laughs>
You've been listening to the Hollow Nine Network, bringing you the very best in fan-made media. That's the word hollow, the number nine, I-N-E. Find the Hollow Nine Network on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. Email us at hollow9podcast at gmail.com. Leave us your feedback. Join in the conversation and be a part of the action. Join in the fun. Hollow 9.